Welcome and thank you for joining the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we preview the 151st Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, along with a course review of the Ocean Course at Half Moon Bay. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 89. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Back last major of the year. Let's go. Final major of the year. We got um we got some talk about the uh 151st open championship at mm-hmm. Royal Liverpool. We got a course review of Half Moon Bay's ocean course as well. A link style in true fashion played this week. Yes. I mean, we were right on we knew we were just that's this is how we do things. I mean we could pretty much hear the bagpipes out there. It was it was fantastic. What a nice um, yeah. little, uh, you know, treat it was. Um, yeah. A very tough track to get uh, to get onto. I also got to play Spyglass as well. Another tough track a, to get onto. Hell of a weekend. It was a great weekend. Spyglass was awesome. Um, ended up playing pretty decently. Putted pretty well. Those greens are super, super nice. I mean, the whole the whole track out there is pretty, uh, I mean, it's like, it's like you're hitting off of carpet. Everything yeah. is manicured. Oh, yeah. The the traps, the green complexes are absolutely incredible. It was just a really, really good time. Second time playing it. So like it was really cool seeing some of the holes again that I, like I vaguely remembered. But I think you, you always can, like a course a little more second time, or you can appreciate a course, especially a nice course like that, a, a little bit more on the second time around, right? I, I totally agree. I love every par three on that course. I think that's oh, dude. The the back nine ones in particular are, are just the shit. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's easy. It's one of them courses that, and we'll get into this later when we're talking about our course review. Um, it's easy to remember 14 of the 18 holes out there because they're just so unique. You don't really do anything over and over again unless it's a long par four. That's the only mm-hmm. repetitiveness that you kind of get out there. Long uh, uphill par four. Yeah, man. <laughs> it really is. It reminds me a lot in... Uh, and, and Zach Morrow, uh, shout out to him for hooking it up, getting to play out there. Uh, he mentioned it and he mentioned it, remind him of the late course out at, uh, <clears throat> out at Olympic club. Okay. And I've never played that course, but we've walked it many a time. Yeah. And it kind of does get that vibe. It's on the side of a hill, you know, it kind of goes down towards the lake in this case, the ocean. So Short you can holes, kinda... but a lot of uphill shots into greens. Exactly. Um, so, and then obviously the foggy, you know, dense ocean air can and the cypress trees and all that stuff too. So, yep, yep, yeah. Uh, so overall, great day. It was great getting out there with you, Zach. Um, can't wait to do it again sometime. Um, and then obviously our round at at Half Moon Bay this weekend. It was great playing with the 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 fearsome threesome out there, me, you, and Mo. Dude, it was awesome. Like old times. Uh, it was. What that that was a treat, man. It was everyone played well, so it was fun. You know, boys were having a good time. Uh, nice early morning round, and you know, I was like in thinking back, and we'll we'll go as we review the course. But we definitely lucked out that that it wasn't um, too fierce of weather. It was it was right. foggy and a little bit of you know ocean air, but like the uh, I can see how on the back nine how that whole that course rather can there's some holes that can be just complete crapshoot with if the wind's coming in off the ocean 
so we definitely lucked out in that sense but it was it was a great it was uh it was just a great time man yeah we had, it was it wasn't particularly cold it was gettable the course is obviously in great shape out there we had a little bit of haze so the the ocean view wasn't you know all it could be but what can you do i mean you can't have it all really um and you i know, still and think we, ex I, we expect that as as you know san francisco residents and very northern california beach residents right? coastal coastal <laughs> yeah. golf playing uh <laughs> totally should we get into the review here let's do it so just a refresher for everybody we we review three facets of the course um the facilities the course design uh playability and of course course conditions and we 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 follow up with a with a mckenzie one to five mckenzie's five um we haven't done one of these in a, in a minute since you played Yoka, I think, was the last no, one we did. No, no, no. I did one for the Houston course. That's right. You did. You did. Um, so facilities. Memorial Park. That's right. So facilities there. Facilities. So um, probably the only thing that's kind of a knock, really, that I would say is uh, there's no driving range. It's right next to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel out there. Uh, has several putting greens and a short game area wonderful pro shop and restaurant too um i think that, you know the putting greens are kind of small or whatever it's kind of just get here and get out you know what i mean yeah i mean they they are definitely lacking on the driving range but aside from right. that you know the facilities are you're at the ritz so right the pro shop like you said is awesome the green the putting greens are whatever right but you know you got you got a great little golf restaurant that's attached with the bar car mm -hmm. girls and then you obviously have like just the straight up rich restaurant too. So what what it lacks in golf facilities, it, it makes up in uh social clout facilities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm not really gonna knock it too much, you know. It's it is what it is out there. It's you can tell it's kind of designed to like you just get there, they take your bags, and it's time to go out and play some golf. They don't want you really lingering around to practice, but if you want to stick around for a drink, some eats, and hang out at the pro shop. Uh, absolutely can do that. Uh, course conditions, as with any of those courses out there, the old course is the exact same. It's it's perfect. You can't really they ask won. for more. Yeah. The bu the bunkers there were. I thought they were perfect. I was only in uh, one. I think maybe maybe two. And um, you can't really. It, it was it was it was it was a little heavy because it was damp, but it was yeah. still fluffy and freshly you know maintained. You know, if, if you got a, a crap lie, you can still kind of get out of there. As a as a guy that was in a handful of bunkers out there, yes, <laughs> there were including kind of in including the same including bunker twice, same bunker twice on two separate holes, uh, <laughs> and both pretty good shots out of each bunker, actually. Yeah, um, but they were, yeah, dude, they were. If it wasn't, you know, like dense ocean air. Damn, there's an ice cream truck rolling by my crib right now. Uh, <laughs> trippy, I just haven't heard. Want me to pause this and run out there? No, 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 no. Get a Ninja Turtle with the gumball eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, they still make those. Um, all right, back to the sand. The sand was only like a little bit, you know, damp just because Heavy. of the air, right? Heavy because right. of the air. Um, but no, I still played pretty fair. Um, I hit out of like you know fairway and greenside, and they were they were both solid. So. And aside from that, the greens were impeccable. Um, you know, the fairway was great. The rough was, uh, you know, 
not crazy punishing. There's definitely the it's link style, so the coastal fescue. There were spots that you did not want to hit into, but right, your your rough lining the fairways um, was was cool. It was it's what you would expect from you know the Ritz Carlton's golf course and what they right. charge for a round out there too. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, exactly. It's pricey. Uh, that's one thing we we tend to weigh into. Is it worth the money? That's a huge factor, and I would say it absolutely is. I mean, if you're staying at the Ritz out there, which most people are who are playing it, money's uh, not an issue, anyways. Exactly. You're going out there. <laughs> you're, you're going to Half Moon Bay for only a few things, and the Ritz and those courses out there is a huge draw for so many people. A lot of people just walking around, pull up for the day, uh, you know, get lunch, walk around a little bit, enjoy the so, enjoy the weather. Um, this is, goes into, you know, playability, but on the topic of just, you know, paying a good amount for the round and everything, the pace of play is great too. So you're not paying right. a shitload for slow golf. Um, it seemed like we never, I mean, there was marshals out there, but they never said anything. It was pretty chill day. Um, but, yeah, we got, we got, to play, we got to play just as a threesome too, which was really nice behind, behind a twosome. So yep. um, we're moving, you know, it, we're moving, yeah, we're moving course design and playability. You want to start on that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, like I said earlier, it's for, it, it, it seemed, I think we probably may think it might be a little easier than it actually is just cause we had a pretty mild day climate wise, but that's totally. the nature of Lynx golf as well. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, we look at the last two British opens, they've been pretty low scoring, uh, compared, you know, to par because it hasn't been too much weather to deal with. So that's part of just, you know, the nature of the beast and playing coastal links golf. Uh, exactly. And we're going to see that this week too. You know, it's going to really depend on the weather. They're expecting some decent weather out there. It's just all a matter of what the wind's going to do. And but, Yeah. It, it's a lot of swales and bumpy greens, which I thought was fun, challenging. There's definitely, they're not like true pot bunkers, but they got a, a good amount of bunkering. And like, I always think like the British Open, I associate, you know, like the just like dickhead fairway bunkers that are right. like randomly placed, just a random ass fairway bunker that's not that big. And like, you couldn't hit it in there if you were trying, but you end up in it. And so they have that element. I thought, I thought it was very well designed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some pros thoughts. for myself. Yeah. So my, my course design, some pros that I had is uh, it's true, like a true links feel all the way around. You had some shared fairways out there, mm -hmm. um, some shared bunkers, obviously. Shared you bunkers. Were, yes, you, sir. Were the, you were the, uh, the victim of one of those. Um, and uh, you know, Along with the conditions, though, if you're in the fairway, you have a, a really nice lie, ideal hitting surface into these greens. Greens held up nice. They rolled really good. Uh, no complaints about that. They were fun to hit into. If you hit a good shot, everything was, you know, had no problem holding the greens. Very receptive. Uh, very receptive, but firm enough to where you could roll some putts. Um, and you did. You putted really well out there, too. After uh, I putted, after I putted off the green on my first, my on my very first putt attempt, we, we, did we all? Did we all do that? <laughs> no, I, I know, I I know, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> I was all juiced, <laughs> and I put a good wedge in there, and then fucking just putted that thing off. But uh, yeah, dude, it's definitely link style. Like I hit when I hit a lot of greens, but I chipped. I I had plenty of around the green chip shots, a couple of which were really good, 
and a couple that were like right where I wanted to place them. But, you know, when you're chipping into like berms and stuff like that and, and you're chipping right. from below the hole from like a little swale, that's the type of shit that happens. And that's, you know, it stinks. But like when you're playing, you can't let it bug you. That's just, you know, that's that's Lynx golf. That's why it's hella fun, too. Yeah, I, I think the on hole on hole 18, too, as we finish, you know, everyone kind of stumbled in uh not not like because uh we were drinking or anything but just like we kind of sputtered at the end there uh yes from playing really well and even i hit my approach into that my third shot into that par five below the hole uh way or over the green way below the hole and was able to get up and down from there just because the you know again the greens were able to hold if you hit if you put some spin on it able to get up and down with a little flop shot there um, some cons that I had, and uh, you know, this is nitpicking here, but I feel like it it could use one or two more like signature holes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the eighteen the eighteenth hole at the old course, I think is the best hole between the two between the two golf courses. Um, overall, I think Ocean is the Ocean course is is better in terms of you know, there's yeah. just the 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 views are really what uh, you know from from on the way in from 10 on basically the whole back look, nine is yeah. at the ocean. And then the last four, are like, you know, all kind of signature esque, right. Cause you're, right. you're hitting along the cliff side, going back towards the other side of the Ritz. But um, yeah, dude, it, it's like, like you said, there isn't, you know, is it 17, like that little dinky par par three, or is it, you know, 18 coming in there? I guess there isn't truly a signature hole. I do like the one hole on the front nine. That's got the only water in it. Link stock course with water, that little par three coming in. I think yeah. it's the eighth or seventh hole, but yep. uh, I just like how there's a little lake randomly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's uh yeah, I don't have too many, too many real um knocks on it I, I enjoyed it very much overall great day out there um should we get on get on the mckenzie's here I'm, I'm eager to see how you ranked it let's let's do it i'm gonna go with uh you know i've got the old course ranked at a 4.35 so i i i feel like i'm gonna give this thing i think i'm gonna go a four five tie yeah four five Nice. Dude, that put, McKenzie's. That puts it that puts it above right at the span right at Spanish Bay for you. Spanish um, Bay, Pasa Tiempo, I re-put down it as four or five. So yep. yeah, dude. I it's it was the in great shape. I had fun playing it. Um I I like I said, I, I can definitely see how it can be very challenging too on give pending the day. But uh yeah, dude, it was a good time. What do you got? I went with a a four point four two. Oh, yeah, Dang, I, I, bro. <laughs> I had to go a little bit above uh, Spanish Bay on this one. I, I really like Spanish Bay. Obviously, got uh, one of my one of my favorite courses to play. I think that it was. Um, I just liked how it was more linksy. It really did feel like it. It was picked up and taken from you know, England or, or Scotland out there, yeah. Ireland, it really had that feel to it. If you didn't know that you were in California, you would definitely think that you were over there. Um, and the weather out in half moon Bay, if you've never been, you know, is, is, is pretty much the exact same faces West, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, conditions again, where are a huge factor, the, uh, the views again, um, you know, some courses just, 
have, uh, they, they make up for it in design versus the, you know, the luckiness, if you, if you will, about having the beautiful views and stuff like that. So, and this is a course I've been dying to play. We got out there at the perfect time, you know, seven ten in the morning. Yeah. Um, no way. It was fast round. It was, it was awesome. Right on. Anything else? Uh, no, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to talk more, more links golf, bro. Let's do it. So in true links fashion, let's go to Royal Liverpool. Liverpool. So, uh, so some facts about the course. Um, it's, it's Royal Liverpool established 1869. It's playing as a seven seventy three hundred yard, 7,400 yard, pretty much 7383 yard par 71 designed by George Morris. Tom, old Tom Morris's brother. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Not aware of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's hosted 13 open championships. So it hosted a ton all the way up until 1967 and then took about a 40 year break and uh, they revamped the course to suit more of more patrons, more of a stadium feel to, to, to sit such a large event. Obviously it, the, the sport had grown from, 1869 to 1967 quite a bit quite a bit yeah and you know arnold palmer out there you know growing the game you know essentially exploded when when he became you know a big name some past champions include uh walter hagan um bobby jones and then in recent the last two that he had there in 2006 and uh, was tiger woods and rory last time in 2014 so uh, I was actually watching the round. They just had the the Tiger Woods win out there when he went out there and hit one drive with a driver the entire the entire tournament. I completely forgot about that, but I remember that news that he was just like, "I'm just going to play irons." It was all baked out. Um, they're not expecting the same conditions this year, but he went out there and just hit iron after iron, stinger after stinger, and went out and won. When the more beautiful, yeah, when the beautiful more strategy, unique, yeah, when the more unique strategies to ever win a, a major championship that that comes to mind you know you, you hear people with these incredible wins or whatever but you don't remember their strategy and it seems like that one is gonna you know stand up to the test of time is one of the boldest and most unique strategy strategies that i can remember um in a major victory hell yeah uh yeah i was looking at some of the holes i mean you got the the flyovers going right now yeah, uh, some holes and they to re, look out. They, re, yeah. they redesigned from 2014. They have well. not redesigned, but they just switched ordering. Correct? Yes, I'm sure they've done a little bit of redesign, but uh, mainly just to change the adjustments of of the holes. Yeah, yep. Uh, they 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 just uh, completed in 2020 the 17th hole, which is now a par three uh, due west, directly into the ocean wind. Uh, that's where the wind is going to be blowing from primarily mm-hmm. uh, west or southwesterly winds are, are the, the dominant winds that are out there on the course. It's going to, um, yeah, it's going to have the brand new short par three, like I just said. Uh, and then number 13, number 12 are pretty outstanding holes if you take a look at those. So anybody who's watching this week, I would definitely bookmark those for, for when you're watching the players. Those are really a treat to watch those guys play. Um, there's a lot of little cheeky, uh, uh, out of bounds that kind of jut into yeah. the, throughout the course. 
the you know some if you, heavy fescue yeah some heavy fescue the pot bunkers are out there with the i forget what they call those with the wall but the uh the the steep walls and the and the yeah. bunkers are just completely flat so we'll be seeing a lot of that i mean i feel like those bunkers are standard throughout every open championship yeah, that we've yeah. been watching um, and then I like how it finishes too. Obviously, uh, that short par three seventeen that they just built, and then it's a reachable par five downwind. So you're going to be seeing guys. It's, this is completely opposite of of the open or the U.S. Open, where you know you got to. Uh, it's going to be. It's not going to be at L.A. Country Club. It was hard to to gain on anybody at the end there. Yeah, you got um, multiple opportunities. And you have multiple opportunities, I feel, going into it to score and chase someone down here at the end. So it should make for an exciting finish if, if a few guys are close there coming down and, 17 and 18. Yeah, and 17 seems like such a, uh, you know, kind of crapshoot of a hole um, and listen to what these guys are, how they're describing it thus far. So you got a chance to gain some strokes and potentially uh, for opponents to add some strokes on. And exactly. Finish. Um. What kind of game do you think, you know, watching everything, seeing how these guys have been playing lately, what kind of game do you think suits the course? Uh, I think it's got to be, you know, accuracy, number one, to avoid, in, in particular, you know, you need to be accurate off the tee because you can't hit off the fescue, but that's given at any, you know, any golf course. But in, you know, uh, um, shots approach, strokes game, approach on or approach right and and around the greens but if you you can avoid you can make your life so much easier in links golf if you can put it on the green you know in a certain area that you want and you can eliminate crazy putts and you can eliminate the you know missing the green and being having to deal with swells pop bunkers and all that right so uh i think your accuracy is i think it's definitely you know a second shot game here um Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I agree with you on that. Um, I think, I think a lot these guys who can really bomb it without spraying it all over the pit, all over the place are going to, are going to benefit uh, because, you know, like you, like you're saying, just hitting it on the green, isn't good enough. You need to be able to hit something in there. Cause the, if you hit it on the, on the, on the front, not the fringes, but the outside parts of the green, everything's going to funnel away from the center of the green, you know, that that's going to leave some uphill chips uh, pitches and whatever, however you're going to get bunkers into play. Yeah. Yeah. I do think though, that you're, we're going to see a below, not a below average putter, but somebody who's not a great putter is going to be able to win this. The greens aren't particularly fast. The greens are large. So it's going to, it could benefit somebody that isn't necessarily the best putter like Cam Smith last year. Obviously he putted his ass off to, to win, um, to win the open last year. I don't think it's going to be that much of a requirement. Obviously lag putting and putting is where, you know, tournaments are won and lost, but I yes. do think, I do think that we're going to see somebody who isn't necessarily one of the game's best putters go out there um, and have a chance to win this thing. Interesting. Should we get into the Watsons and Vandevelds here and, and talk about some actual golfers who we think are going to do well? Yes. Yes. Um, let's do it. Who do you want to start with, Vandevelds or Watsons? Uh, I'll go with my losers. We'll get my losers out of the way. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I mean, I always kind of got to get a little, little frisky with these. 
guy coming off a win, heavy favorite. I like to throw a heavy favorite in my my Vandevelts for this. So I'm gonna say Roars on the letdown week. <laughs> off the you know all the media has been about him all week. So just like last year, a lot year. of hype. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hype. Um, I think it's you know even more so. It's just tough to do back to back tournaments. So especially when they're open championships. So Roars is one of them. I'm going to go and continue to fade a guy that's just been struggling all season in JT. I think he was on our short list uh, at the U.S. Open. And then my last one, I'm going to go with – those are my only two. I only got two. Got two. Um, I have have four. One – we share one. We have we 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 share one, uh, JT, and it's just it, it has nothing to do with the course. It has nothing to do with his strengths and weaknesses. It has everything to do with just how he's been playing lately. Form coming uh, in, yeah, yeah, form coming in. He's had a rough year this year. I'm still waiting for him to have that monster year that his game really, you know, uh, we we should be seeing a signature season. Uh, from him by now and he still has some good ones he's a great golfer but i just think that he there's more more out there for him and who knows maybe maybe it's next year or the year after that or you know somewhere else down the line but yeah he's one of the guys i'm fading max homa max homa is another one that's a good that's a good fade he's uh it's just you know and i'm reading all these expert picks and stuff like that it's been it's been a cute pick for a lot of people to to select him um, because everyone's waiting for him to break through. You know, he's a great player uh, in non-majors. Um, his it's just his major record so far has been has been very poor, and um, that's the only reason. I would love to be proven wrong by him. Uh, another one. Last year's winner, Cam Smith. Oh. I just think he gets himself into some trouble off the tee, and I think you really can't do that here at at uh, St Andrews. I think that uh, you could you could spray it a little bit, get, away get in some trouble. And he got in some trouble a few times last year, but he played he putted so well that he bailed himself out. And um, you know, different type of it, it's a true links course there, but it was playing differently when they were um, when they were out there than I think that this course is going to play um, this year. And then my last is Patrick Cantley. I think uh, and and. <laughs> Again, Cantley is an accurate driver off the tee, so you you would think that he's going to be a guy that would be a, a favorite. I just think again his his major record, um, and then all this talk from uh, slow play. He's been paired with Brooks to, for Thursday and Friday, so Another. he's going to have the, he's going to have that in the back of his mind. I don't think he's a guy that gets that is ever fired up. You know, he doesn't. Roman come up. Brooks, they 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 put it with him and Hideki. <laughs> in the first round um yeah and so those those are my four right there the only I one like of those the, yeah the only one i that i could see maybe proving me wrong would be a cantley but um yeah those are my those are my four all right all right so i uh i guess i'll throw cam smith I, I'm, I'm gonna bet on cam smith um so more because i like I think that's it's a pretty good value over anything else. Um, mm-hmm. You got the winner, and he's he's in positive money, a good amount. But uh, I um, 
I, I I'll I'll throw him on my my Watson's list. Ooh. I'm gonna bet him to win. I obviously think he's gonna do well. So um I got Cam Smith, give me Victor Hovland. Um and then my last one is give me Morikawa. These are all guys I'm gonna bet to to win. I like Morikawa probably the most. Winner of a previous open championship, a very accurate, a very second shot type guy. Yep. Um, you said, you know, the putter can sometimes be his issue. Um, so you don't think you don't think a great putter necessarily needs to show up here to win. You can not be a great putter when you hit it very close to the hole and, and get away with it and win an open championship. Yep. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my three guys. And, and obviously, you know, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm have to be in that equation too. But that's yep. like th- those are like automatic. Those are just like autopilots. You know what I mean? Uh, yep, they are. But I'm gonna go ahead and say one. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll start with the guy the the guys that we have in common. The guys we have in common. I I have uh, Victor Hovland. Um, I think his his short game has improved dramatically this season. Uh, he's played very well in every major this year. I think that he's his game right now is, is suited to where. Um, I just think he's going to do well. He did, he did very well last year in the open championship. He was in the yep. final group. And, uh, and he's all start. Oh, yeah. To, uh, to that point too, his short game has improved. He's definitely put in the work there, but he's also a second shot type guy and he is. short game holes aren't as evident when you don't leave yourself in situations that require short game expertise exactly so, uh he's done a great job on both right improving both of those getting better at what he does and getting worse at or getting getting better at what he does worse and keeping what he does really well too so go on yeah. sorry to cut you off yeah no all good and i, I think that he's going to be in it at the end uh, i i've seen him it seems like now I, I have like a highlight reel of him making good putts too this season you know coming out with coming right out of the gate firing off you know great rounds um his putting's improved. You don't necessarily need to be the best putter again. You know, he's not necessarily the best. So I think that he's going to be in it. So I completely agree with that pick. That's a good pick. I'm going to be betting on him as well. Uh, another one that we have in common is Morikawa. To, for all this, all the reasons that you said, he's number five overall in driving accuracy. Everybody knows how good he is with the approach game. And uh, he's uh, obviously a previous champion. And like you, like we said, the, the greens are going to be uh, slower softer and it's going to help out the poorer putters in terms of like lag putts and stuff like that so i i really do think that he's going to be a good pick this week um scotty scheffler uh he's the best player t to green everybody knows that putting's been a huge problem again that's why i'm picking him uh because you know his putter's been the only weakness in his game it's been marginally improving you know week to week and He's been finishing in top tens, top five, seven top fives in the last in his last seven tournaments. I think yep. that I mean that's why we call him the tree. And he's been playing too well. This is a great time for him to cash in on on all that. So if he's you know winning, he won the players. I think that this is a great opportunity for him to 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 lock in uh, another major for him. And then the last one is one of your Vandevelds, mm. Rory. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why going into every tournament, it seemed like the pressure, like he he could tell the pressure was on him. It seems this time though, whatever break he took after the masters, 
it it seems and then obviously having a good showing at the at the US Open as well. I think that uh it's not going to matter. Again, he's he's going to bomb it off the tee. He, his wedge game has been what's uh you know, kind of uh let him down along mm-hmm. with his putting and you know, he couldn't make a putt to save his life really last year and I think that's going to change. I think he's going to okay. I think that this this could be you know, his first major in 10 years, he's got you know, a place that he's won before in 20, in 2014. Very so true. he's got, he's got all the things going for him. So uh, it would be a surprise to me if, you know, he didn't, he wasn't there in the end. All right. I like it. Should we put our money where our mouths are right now? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I'm scrolling through my favorite of these major bets, which is the two two chances to win. Okay, uh, this I'm going to start with winners here. Let's start with winners. Okay, outright winners. All right, let me pull yeah. up outright winners here. I have them. I just need to get there. The yeah uh, the odds. So futures, uh, U.S. Open. Nope, nope, nope. Wrong, wrong thing. And a guy Open that we haven't really that, that we haven't talked about either is, is Brooks Kepka. Obviously, um, yeah, he's in, he's in. Yeah. Brooks Brooks is in in uh, one of my my two to win plays. Yeah, so guys that I'm going to bet. Um, go like, go in your outrights here, and then yeah, I'm gonna, I'll my outrights. So yeah, my outrights. I'm going to go Victor Hovland plus twenty five hundred. I think that's a solid mm-hmm. that's a solid value for him. Um, I like Colin Morikawa plus three thousand, and then I'm going to get a dark horse here. Somebody uh, down the list, um, and one guy that jumped jumped out at me was Jason Day, but he's mm-hmm. kind of not been playing all that great of late. Uh, like the last month, he's been playing really, really good. But uh, let's see here. I'm liking as we go down way go down the down the list here. My, my longer shot just moved a ton. Uh, yeah, from where it was earlier in the good direction though. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a Tom Kim for my oh, third. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, he was in the final group last week, right? So yep. Uh, okay, all right. So my outrights. I'm gonna go outright. Um, I got Victor Hovland plus uh, twenty five to one. I'm going Tommy Fleets at thirty to one. I'm going Morikawa, same thing. Uh, and then I'm going uh, Minwoo Lee as my long shot fifty five. Oh, that's a good one. He's been playing really good. I really he's, like his. He's game won too. the Scottish. He's won the Scottish Open before too. And he, he came up on the Euro tour, so you know he's used to a little a little bit of weather. <laughs> Agreed. Um, let's see here. We got okay, you want to get and into then, your all right, and then my two to win, two shots to win. My first one, I'm gonna go a little bigger on John Rahm and Brooks Kepka plus eight hundred. Uh at two to win, which I love. Um, then I'm going to go Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, double dip on Vicky. If he wins, right. Still cash. Um, but I said, I like Cam Smith to perform well. I think he's getting a good number. And then my other one, 
I'm I, I I'm still torn on, but I have it on here as my borderline. It goes with one of my outrights is Tommy Fleetwood and Tyrrell Hatton at plus uh, fourteen hundred. Oh, I love those. I'm definitely going to get in with you that 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 Kepka Rom combo there once I can find it. Oh, dude, that one, yeah, is is that one's fun because those are two guys that I don't necessarily think that um, I would bet on uh, individually, but they're both right there in terms of the favorites. And yeah, uh, and if you can yeah. get them at plus eight hundred, right? It's like right. kind of got you. Um, so, yep, I love that one too much. Yeah, um, you know, there, there, here's a here's a guy that. I just love rooting for. I love betting on. Um, and and there's a guy right next to him who I think I'm going to throw in on these top tens. I'm going to go these two top tens. I'm going to go a Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick, and I'm going to go with a, a Tony Finau. They're both at plus 400 for a top ten. I think one of them will, will cash in. Uh, Fitzpatrick's kind of struggled a little bit in terms of you know being at the top of his game, but – I've, I've just been seeing him play recently. And I really think that going back home, um, you know, on that side of the pond, I think that uh, it'll, it'll suit him well. I think he, he knows how to play in those types of courses and conditions. And then uh, Tony Finau, um, you know, again, a guy who's not necessarily a great putter. So I think that he, you know, if he, if his game is sharp, I think that he could pull it off. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a Jordan Spieth here, and it's really hard for me not to bet him as a top 10, but I just don't think this type of course really suits him that well. Yeah. I, I, was, pre- I thought about I thought about dabbling with a little bit of Spieth. Um, I did not, though. Uh, but, yeah, you can't go wrong, especially, you know, link style requires a little innovation, imagination. Jordan Spieth, that's, you know, that's his – that's where he lives. So – I think that's a, a good, a solid, solid pick too. Why not? Let's throw them in there. All right. Looking, making sure I got all my guys thrown in here. I I am going to fire away on Fleetwood and Hatton. So, um, all right, sweet. Monitor in. Let's see. Groups. Is that where the, is that where the, Top two. It's under are, it's under special. Special. Ah, uh, okay. So special, and then you'll scroll down. It's got like some matchups that at the start, and then it should have the two to win. There they are. Whoop. Sorry about that. Looking y'all. Right for the picking. Ooh, they got a Ro- a Rory and a Brooks, but that's not good enough odds for me. I'm gonna go ahead and take that Rom Kepka. Um wow, a lot of Rom and other folks here I'm seeing. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Ooh, a Rom and Victor Hovland at plus eight twenty-five too. Yep, saw that one. What about what do you give me for a Victor Hovland and a Brooks Kepka at a plus eleven fifty? Oh, that's that's nice too. That's I'm gonna go with nice. that. I'm gonna go with that as well. We got some money out here. There's uh, dude, the two to the two to win is awesome. Yeah, you you turn me on to those. I, I completely agree. I look forward to those bets. That's really those are really fun. All right. Anything else gambling wise? We'll uh we'll converse about our our pool no. picks. Yeah, I'll probably jump in live at some point, but um, hopefully not. 
the only reason I'll do that is if all these picks suck. So <laughs> sweet. Um, all right. Should we wrap it up with a uh, up and down? Let's do it. Let's bring it home. Uh, yeah. So, um, a down. Oh, okay. I got a, a, a great one here. So, um, a down is the, the random shank that happens when you're playing golf happened to me. I was playing when I was playing uh spyglass. I think that I hit probably the best iron, probably the best iron game I've played in quite a long time. And, uh, I'm on the last par three there, that beautiful downhill yeah. over the water or semi over the water shot. Um, it's like 89 yards, 110 yards, uh, depending on which tees you play. Yeah. Absolutely shanked one into the off the cart path oh. into, into the, the hazard that's on the other side of a fence, but played it as it lies and was able to get up and uh, out of the hazard and then up and down for a bogey. So, um, that's, that's what not up and downs, too bad. That's yeah. That's what up and downs there. are all about. And so, um, take my medicine there. Um, what do you got for downs? Uh, my only down is limping through 18 on Saturday after a good, really good round. Um, my lone doubles were the first and the 18th and then I was solid. Um, but I really wanted to finish off. What was a good, good round going still had a good round, but doubling a par five is never, never fun. Uh, no. It seems to happen to me a good amount. So, uh, but other than that, I got nothing else. Ups. Ups was I finally had some complimentary wedge and iron game. I feel like I've squandered some great rounds since I've been playing golf of late and, and really driving it well off the tee. And I haven't been able to convert with some wedges in particular, the wedges, my irons have been, haven't been as bad, but um, hit a ton of good wedges at all kinds of different distances as well over the weekend. So multiple, with my 60, with my 54, with my, my 48. Um, and like, you know, I've been struggling at like that, like 70 to a hundred yard range where it's not really a full swing. And I had a, a ham or not a handful, but I had a couple of those that I hit very well. So the wedges came back around um, and then just a good time playing golf with the homies out at a nice, fine, fine establishment, some coastal golf. So that's all I got. Last major of the year coming in. Let's just bring it home. Nice. I ha- I forgot one down, and this one's for for Zach Morrow because I know he listens. Uh, Connor at Spyglass. Oh, what an fella, a- what an asshole! <laughs> what an asshole! Uh, just a, a quick little anecdote here. Um, one of our um, fraternity brothers from way back in the day uh, set up this round through another fraternity brother who I never met. Uh, and the deal was we play, he, the, the, the guy that I never met, he works, he works there at Pebble beach. He gets complimentary rounds that he has to use and he can take guests out to any, any course that Pebble beach resorts, uh, runs and operates except for Pebble beach, understandable. So we're out there for spyglass and, um, for whatever reason, Connor wouldn't let three of us play with him. It had to be uh, one person. And so basically he couldn't play and that allowed uh, Zach and I to play. And unfortunately our, our boy, Brian O'Rourke, shout out to you. Um, couldn't, couldn't play. So had to make the long trek home back to Sacramento after driving all the way down there. Um, Busted. So Connor, you're, you're a down, you're a full blown yeah. down. 
Just uh, don't for, be that. Don't be that employee in whatever you're doing. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was absolute bullshit. Anyway, uh, my ups again. I got to see some of our our old buddies out there. It was really fun. Travis Bader, you know, Moro, Aurora. Yep. It was great seeing you guys. Um, great playing with you, Zach. Uh, and obviously great playing with uh, you and Mo out there uh, at Half Moon Bay, just getting to getting rounds in with the buds that you don't get to see too often. You know, that's just as 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 important as playing the golf to me is being out there and to spend some time in a beautiful setting, playing a game with your buds and, uh, you know, connecting Absolutely. and reconnecting. Um, my other up is uh, just the state of the game right now. I feel like I'm playing all right. Nothing's really terrible. Uh, I think my mentals are pretty good in terms of, you know, managing myself out there on the course, never get too up, never get too down. I think that's come a long way in the last few years. So, um, so there's that. And then the last up is uh, making the trip out to Chicago in two weeks, getting to get some Conway farms action with Jack. That's going to be really really fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to that too, man. Sweet. And obviously this week, 151st Open, last major of the year. It's crazy, dude. We do these every year, and it's it just it goes by so fast. And yep. uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to some of the you know non PGA discussions, talking about you know different aspects of the game, things that yeah. we like. We'll and see we, what's happening. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we we're de- we definitely need to do a. Uh, uh, just an episode on the course reviews of Pebble Beach because we played every course out there now, so yeah. um, we'll do that here in the next couple weeks. So, All right, cool. Uh, yeah. So have a good week. I'm looking forward to text messaging, seeing how our bets go, uh, checking in with you on on the tournament. Uh, and I love that the tournament starts first thing in the morning. I'll be up at 3 a.m. for a flight, yeah. but I'll still be able to to watch some golf. So. That's right. Um, we got the delay. Shout out to the and the, the radio coverage, the BBC, the BBC crew. That's my yeah. favorite part of the British Open. Listening to these guys. All right, man. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll check in next week with a full recap. Tweet. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Parks Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next time for a full recap of the 151st Open Championship. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf. Visit our website, SandyParse.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.